0: We are a new disease. We are what Todd has. He has the atis. Uh, Anyway, would it be so bad if an 84 year old got into heroin? Welcome to the Cat Organizational Podcast. You idiot! It's written down in front of you, you idiot! This is like the buffalo chicken wrap of Answers. I haven't heard about hot orcs in a while. We were so horny for motion controls in 2005. I can't wait to come back and tell you how it was Noah's Ark, you asshole. I would also like to retroactively say I've never had cotton candy acid. So Andrew's 100% doing a voice, right?
1: Everybody get off IMDB now. Time
0: to record. This episode and probably this whole, this whole podcast is a mistake. Hello and welcome to Debate This, the show where no one is right but someone is definitely wrong. In this podcast, we take time out of our busy adult lives to talk about comics, video games, and the Sonic movie! Holy Woo! shit, the Sonic, Sonic movie. Sonic movie. Man, what a movie. Welcome to Debate This Sidebar. It's the uh, episode we do between episodes where we talk about a thing. Um, That isn't flavor text in which we also talk about a thing and is an episode we do between episodes. This
1: is our bonus slot.
0: Yeah, bonus slot. If we were a real podcast, there would be a drop there. Well,
1: It'd if we like, were a real podcast, slot. if we were a real podcast, this just would be a second podcast and not the same podcast, so we can capitalize on the views, <laughs> listens, views, views.
0: Ding. <laughs> All right, well, anyway, we are here to talk about the uh, Sonic movie today, and by we, I mean just me and Andrew. Everyone else is dead. Kyle didn't get a chance to see the Sonic movie this weekend, and Todd has a much more legitimate excuse. He's sick. Um, maybe yeah. dying. I don't know. I don't know what's up with Todd's life, but we are, we are half of debate this, which either makes us debate or this, depending on which <laughs> half we decide to be. What if it's bait the... I had that thought in the car, and the best one I came up with was is A-T-E-I-S. That's, that's pretty A-T-I-S. good. We are, we are a new disease. We are what Todd has. He has the A-T-I-S. Uh Anyway, uh, we're going to talk about the Sonic movie and not these terrible pun bits that were going on. So, Andrew, opening thoughts, talk to me about the Sonic movie.
1: Matt, it is insane to me that it is 2020, and somehow Sonic has won the console wars 20 years later.
0: Right? Here we are. Like, Here we are with a good video game
1: movie. <laughs> yeah, like, um, I was just reading an article. Sonic already has grossed more than Detective Pikachu. Like, yeah. it is, I think it's the number, like, again, I, I think if you take the Resident Evil movies out of the equation, which really aren't video game movies, like, they're loosely, ad- loose adaptations, this might be the most successful video game movie
0: ever. I read an article while I was sitting at dinner that said, uh, as of this afternoon the Sonic movie has the highest opening gross weekend, gross opening weekend. I don't know what the right word order is, but has made the most money in its first weekend yeah. of any video game movie. And I don't know what all that includes. I don't know if that's like modern or, you know, cause the, like you said, Resident Evil was a video game movie. Yeah. Hard air, air quotes. quotes on video game movie, but yeah. it existed. Um, But yeah, it beat detective Pikachu, which had, I think, I would think way more nostalgia to ride the coattails. Yeah, up than I mean, Sonic po- did.
1: Pokemon is a more successful franchise than flipping Star Wars, and somehow Sonic
0: beat Pokemon. Like, right. not only beat Mario, but beat Pokemon. And Pokemon is the highest grossing media franchise of all time, and yeah. it got beat down by motherfucking Sonic the Hedgehog. Way to go, Sonic! Congratulations. Yeah. And and
1: my opening thoughts are well deserved because. That movie ripped like
0: we just we just need to put it out there. It was very good. It really did. It was really good. I really enjoyed it. And I read a lot of reviews before I saw the movie that were like, oh, this movie is garbage. and This movie (laughs) has no plot. And, you know, whatever critics say about every movie. But I think that what really rung out to me was that the Sonic the Hedgehog movie was just fun. And I enjoyed going to see a fun movie. I had fun watching a fun movie. It, it, we're in a weird period now where,
1: you know, like I don't see a lot of movies in the theater that like really change my perspective on the world or, you know, like really just really like really sit with me. Like the movies that I'm seeing at the theaters are like Detective Pikachu and Sonic. It's just like I'm just want to have a good time and like not have to think about shitty life stuff for 2 hours, right? Like I if I want to think about things, I have Netflix for that. Right.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Like if you're the type of person who at the end of every year, I guess at the beginning of every year, you need to make sure that you have seen all of the films uh, that are nominated for best picture of the year and and you have to analyze what they all mean and and so on and so forth. The Sonic movie is not for you. And you know what? That's okay. It doesn't need to be for you because it's for people like me who say there are awards for this. huh? (laughs) Fun. Yeah, I
1: mean it's it's not gonna like go toe to toe with Parasite, but I mean I I think it was I actually think I enjoyed it better than Detective Pikachu. I like them both for marginally different reasons, but I think like overall, like objectively, I think it was more enjoyable than Detective Pikachu.
0: I think that I had more fun watching Sonic than I had watching Detective Pikachu, yeah. and I agree with you. I I like them both a lot for very very different reasons. Yeah, um, you know because like. Detective Pikachu was the first time that we ever had real deviant art style Pokemon interacting with real human beings in a real human world, which I loved and have wanted since I was like six. But um, I've never needed Sonic to be in the human world. (laughs) No, (laughs) someone told me that I wanted Sonic to be in the human world. And I said, I guess. Absolutely. Um, But I definitely didn't need it. But I liked it. Um, I think after... The movie, I was talking to Maddie a little bit, and I said that this movie fits in the same category in my brain as the Jumanji reboot did, where it's like, it's just a fun movie. Yeah. It's a fun movie. I laughed a little bit. I groaned a couple times, and I walked out saying, yeah, I, I spent money on a good thing today. Yeah, and that was all I needed.
1: Yeah, and that's all it needed to be. Those, those are the expectations that I had, and they were
0: met and exceeded. So let me ask you this question, because this is the question that has been on my mind. At which point did you say, all right, yeah, I'm in? Like when you yeah. were watching a Sonic movie, when did you say, Okay, you got it? I'm 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 in. I'm here. I'm good. Yeah, I that's a great question. I, I'm trying to pinpoint the
1: exact time. I I really think it's when Jim Carrey came on the screen. Yeah. Actually, no, it was right before Jim Carrey came on the screen because it was like so we had the opening, the exposition, him like him with his like owl mom, you know, and all yeah. that stuff was like okay, fine. Um, Donut Lord, like introducing Donut Lord and all the the people in the town that was cute. But yeah, when they when they switched to the Pentagon, and we had <laughs> we had all of the like the guys from from shitty at the bad guys are that are in Adam Sandler movies playing the playing <laughs> the leaders of the Pentagon plus uh, uh plus Colonel Ty from uh, Battlestar Galactica saying, not him, not that guy. And like that was it. And it's like, flip to Jim Carrey. Okay, he's here now. Like That's when I was like, okay, yeah, you got me, Sonic
0: Movie. Just reel me in, baby. Yep. I mean, Jim Carrey just knocked this ball out of the park. Mm. Like, they served a very juicy lob to Jim Carrey and said, spike it if you want to. And he spiked it into the highlight reel.
1: Well, I mean, they knew their audience. Like, I was reading this on Reddit. You know, this was a kids movie that zero kids saw. Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I think mean, I said while we were there that I was the youngest person in the theater. Yeah,
1: it's just all, like every showing of this movie this weekend was was people in their 30s, you know, it's and, and they know that. And that movie, like Sonic Mania was a love letter to Genesis era. That movie was a love letter to Genesis era Sonic.
0: Absolutely. I 100 percent agree uh, because it had enough bits in it for kids and there was enough there that like yeah you can take your kids to that movie which i think it needed to be sure um but it definitely made its first weekend money on people like us who were like all right i guess we're gonna go see the sonic movie yeah and had a good time doing. as, it. as one would say that one was for daddy that one was for daddy i'll <laughs> tell you the moment that i was in on the sonic movie was when crazy carl pulled out the Sonic drawing that was the <laughs> that moment was so that i was good. like you know what Yep. I'm here. Yeah. I'm in. You got me. Yeah. You put Santa in this movie. Whatever you want, I'll laugh at. Fine. <laughs> it was it was a good trump card to play. It was very good. It was like, yes, we know. We know what you're here for, and we're gonna give it to you. Right,
1: totally. And that and that's kind of like that was the vibe the whole movie. It was like it was disguised as a kid's movie, but it was like, oh no, we know. We know we know yeah. who's here and we know why you're here. And I mean it's evidenced by the fact that like when when I saw Detective Pikachu, I felt like the first time I booted up Pokemon Stadium and was like, oh, my God, all my favorite Pokemon in 3D. Like, I had that same feeling seeing that movie. This was I had the feeling of the first time I saw Ace Ventura when yes. I was like
0: eight years old and just dying laughing. Yeah, I remembered like my first because I am a babe sure Uh, my first Jim Carrey movie was Bruce Almighty and this movie made me feel the same way about Jim Carrey that Bruce Almighty did of like what a just talented but weird guy to do weird and funny things yeah I like it I'm I'm super into it I so we have notes that Todd wrote because Todd was supposed to lead this episode before it was like meh uh and he said uh Jim Carrey really crushes comic delivery with oat milk latte scene following long evil dance scene. Oh
1: yeah, I that's getting a lot of uh hits in the in the articles too. What's um Jim Carrey's assistant, Robotnik's like yeah. lackey, Really Agent good. Agent
0: Stone I think his name was. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, really good. I mean just exactly what I think the character that Jim Carrey played needed like the only way that you were going to sell to me that robotnik was the super genius was if you put a normal person for him yeah. to prove to that he was a super genius every 5 to 10 minutes because and he played I it really straight
1: constantly
0: and it was it was perfect every time yeah yeah and jim carrey never once wavered in the personality that he built for dr robotnik which was phenomenal yeah uh and i can't imagine trying to play the straight man next to jim carrey as dr robotnik for that whole movie and and specifically that latte scene like i can't imagine how many takes that was oh my god the latte scene and coming out of the biker bar when they go for the high five and jim carrey punches him in the stomach (laughs) and he just like shakes it off and gets back up and is like it's very good (laughs) It was so great.
1: And, and let's just say, I mean, we're, we're jumping around a little bit, but like, what right did that movie have by being 45 minutes
0: out of about a biker bar? Yeah, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I, a lot of the things that I read in the reviews, I think were written in ways that made me more nervous than I should have been. Because they were things like, this is a movie about Sonic the Hedgehog that references Olive Garden twice. <laughs> this is a movie that puts Sonic the Hedgehog in a bar fight. Yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog doesn't need to be in a bar fight. Like this uh, is the apparently movie he does that begs you to desire a visual of Sonic's feet, but never actually gives it to you. Yeah. So I was nervous for a lot of things, but everything felt right it felt like it belonged there. Like Sonic's at a biker bar. Sure. Cause he's checking his bucket list and yeah. wants to be there, I guess. Like why not? Sure. Yeah. I'm here
1: for it. But, but again, like the, the movie, the movie does a really good job of setting the tone. It's like, you know, I'll use this comparison, like the speed racer movie with, um, oh, what's his name? And, em, uh, Emil Hirsch. It's oh, like, yeah, up front. It's like, here's what's going on. Like, us the us the production team are telling you you don't have to give a shit while watching this movie just have fun and like and it definitely pays out i I was gonna say that i think we should do a little exercise so matt if you had to give me like 30 seconds give me in 30 seconds what is the plot of this movie
0: oh man okay so the plot of this movie in 30 seconds coming at you hot in three two one So Sonic is an alien, I guess. Blue hedgehog with special powers born to Owl? Sure. Chased by echidnas. Because reasons. Warps to Earth. Through a ring. Because those are teleportations now? I guess. So Sonic's on Earth. He hauls up in Green Hills, Montana. Ding. He follows people around, but doesn't let them know he exists. No idea how long he's been there, but he really likes this guy and his donuts uh-oh, Jim Carrey's coming for Sonic because he exploded and knocked out the power to the whole place, and now he's running away with the donut guy from Jim Carrey so he can jump through a ring to a world made of mushrooms. End of point. I love that. Perfect. Perfect. I don't know if that was 30 Spot seconds on. or not, but yeah, I
1: that the reason I thought of that is when I when I got home, um, my, my wife was like, so what was the movie about? And I said, um, Sonic has an owl for a mom, and he just went on a really fun road trip with James Marston for like an h- hour and a half. And yeah.
0: they battled robots on the trans America pyramid. Like, I don't know. <laughs> right. I, and that's okay. So I said this too, I think right when we walked out of the movie that I'm going to go back to these reviews, I read again, because that's all I did before we saw it. Sure. But the reviews kept talking about like, this movie has no plot. This movie has no plot. This movie goes nowhere. It, it has no real plot. But it didn't need a plot. Yeah. I think if you would have tried to force that movie to have a plot, you would have had the uh, Liam Neeson Battleship movie starring Rihanna ha- and some or other people. What about
1: the the two dozen Sonic games that everybody says they hate
0: because the plot is stupid? Yeah, it could have been yeah. one of the storybook entries. Like, they could have made Fuck. a Sonic and the Black Knight movie. But thank you, Paramount, for not doing that. Yeah,
1: exactly. I mean, it, it's it's exactly what Sonic fans say that they want, which is just... Sonic going fast and and being kind of a kind of a piece of shit but like a fun piece of shit
0: and he checked the boxes he said gotta go fast he checked the chili dogs box we got chili dogs he was kind of a blumbering idiot but everybody still really liked him he rolled up into a ball and hit something so hard it exploded yep he ran really fast he my favorite thing, and I guess we should have put a spoiler warning at the top of this episode, but here it is now, fifteen-ish minutes in. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite things was the like last battle with Eggman was him just jumping on his ship a bunch of times. <laughs> it was, <so> good. <laughs> I was like, oh, thank you, yeah, perfect. That's exactly what I needed. Like you're a sound effect away from an actual Sonic game yeah. starring Jim Carrey and the voice of Ben
1: Schwartz. And, and, well, and you said that, but you didn't ding it. He called him Eggman. Like that's yes, you know, and then and that's like classic classic mistranslation. Robotnik's name was never Robotnik. that was the American the English translation in the cartoon or in the Genesis title. So Eggman is like the official Japanese name for for that character. Is it really? I never knew that. Yeah, yeah, that's why. So like the same, same thing with like Princess Peach was never Princess Toadstool; Soul. She was always Princess Peach. right so when we, when we got to the the 3D years. When localization was actually a thing, the people doing the localization were like, oh, shit, we just kind of made this this name up, y'all. Um, yeah. So like Robotnik is a complete
0: creation of Sega of America. Wow. I had yeah. no idea. Yeah, Huh. I learned a little something today. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, if you would have tried to shove a plot into this movie, I think that you would have lost the fun of this movie. And I'm Absolutely. glad that they didn't try and shove a plot into it because. My favorite Sonic game is Sonic Adventure 2 Battle, and I don't know what the plot of that movie is, but I know it's got live and learn and that sweet downhill section in it, and I really like that a lot. Have
1: you ever played the last story in Adventure 2 Battle cuz that's all the plot?
0: Uh I mean I'm sure I have, but I don't yeah. remember
1: it. It's when you have to fight the giant space lizard.
0: Oh uh, yeah, I don't remember yeah. that.
1: There's a there's a lot of plot and it's like Shadow dies or explodes on the 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 escape the escape pod, but I don't know. There's a there's a bat with boobs.
0: Uh, yeah, Rogue. I think her name is. That's all I know yeah. about that. Um. Yeah. So okay, let's let's move past <laughs> Sonic Adventure Battle Two and my undying love of Crush Forty. And let's talk about, I guess, our cons on the movie or our our negatives. Things, yeah. You change any critiques? What do you have? That's that's a good question. I think could have been a. I'm I'm usually
1: pretty critical about movie length. I I don't enjoy long movies. Like I can't even. Sometimes I don't feel like Infinity War and Endgame. I feel like those movies were too long. To be fair, like I know there was a lot to cover, but I just I I really always appreciate a quick movie. Sure. Um, we probably could have cut a couple of scenes. Um, there wasn't a lot of like fat to this movie. I mean the
0: the bar For a fight movie that's entirely fluff. There wasn't a yeah. lot of fat. <laughs> yeah,
1: sure. Um, the bar fight was absolutely not needed, but still fun. Um, I think it was a little ham fisted for Sonic to be as like caught up about being lonely as he was. Like after a while I was like, okay, like I don't, whatever I get it. But you know, they're trying to, they're trying to appeal to the, to the children. And you know, like, um, donut Lord became his de facto son. So that was fun. Um, Oh, actually here's my con, um, record scratch. Yeah, that's me.
0: (laughs) Can you believe it? they opened the sonic movie with a record scratch i lost my mind i lost it at
1: that point i was like that that was actually
0: like i saw that and i i retched like i i saw it happen i was like no (laughs) (laughs) i know right when they opened in that big chase scene i was thinking to myself i was like are we about to get sonic the hedgehog saying yep that's me that you're wondering how I got here, aren't you? And God damn is. it. They produced, they yeah. gave it to me. I yeah. don't think I wanted it, but they gave it to me. I mean,
1: it, it, it tracked along the vibe of this being an internet movie, but
0: yeah, that was, that was a pretty bold move. I'll say, what about you? Yeah. Uh, I think honestly, the whole opening section of baby Sonic finding his way to earth. Mm. And then like, you know, he's been here since he was a baby, and I, I don't know yeah. that I cared. Um, I think, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, I think the beginning, or that portion with Baby Sonic is very clearly setting up the sequel, Yeah. so I get why they put that there, but I think that I didn't need Sonic growing up on Earth and being lonely and, like, running around this town, you know? Like, I was yeah. ready for him to warp from his world into James Marsden's living room. right start road trip. Like that was all I really needed. Yeah,
1: I I actually I agree with you on that cuz I I the whole Oh yeah, here's something that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. As somebody who moved to San Francisco, <laughs> I I did not appreciate Sonic making or James Marsden being the villain for like or being a like that being a quote bad thing for him wanting to move to San Francisco and like get a different experience and Sonic was like so hurt by that and it was just like that's it's a very weird like super normative, like, you have to love the small town that you're from. It's like, no, he's not a... That's okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I guess that's sort of my my big qualm throughout the movie, like, the whole... the What it felt like to me, this is a weird connection, but this felt like Sonic the Hedgehog as kind of a weird super fan of, like, some random YouTuber yeah. who has decided to do something other than YouTube and Sonic the Hedgehog is like... No, you play video games for my enjoyment. You can't stop playing video games. I need you to play video games. It was a lot like how it felt when he was like, don't leave Green Hills, Montana to move to San Francisco. Like it was a weird angle for them to take of of Sonic the Hedgehog, this great adventurer who loves to explore and, and go off and go fast and have a great time. To be like, nah, why don't you just stay at home and and be part of this weird nuclear family that I've dreamt up that I existed? It felt
1: very selfish. Like it's like, well, you have to stay here for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. And the rest of the movie didn't even really lean to that relationship. It was just the like two or three scenes they had between Sonic and James Marsden, like at the very beginning, in the truck when he's like, I'm leaving Green Hills. Mm -hmm. And then like, I don't know, near the end of the movie, I think there was like uh Yeah, I think right after the big battle with Eggman, he's like, Well, I guess that means you're gonna move to San Francisco now, huh? Yeah, something, something like, like that. Yeah,
1: he says he said something shitty, like after they they had rockets pointed at them or something.
0: I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> so I definitely I guess my biggest complaint about the Sonic movie was the rest of the plot that they left in. Like, nah, just cut it all out. Just Put yeah. put Sonic on a Hot Wheels track and let him run in 3D. It was it was cute that James Marsden
1: was like the town hero or like the town guy. But like we didn't need Sonic to be like a super fan of Green Hills, Montana. That was weird. Yeah, that was a weird flex. It was weird. Yeah. Um.
0: Other critique. And I have not done nearly enough research to know, like maybe there were licensing problems. I don't know. Yeah. I just wanted a little bit more Sonic music in that movie. Um, yeah. Like, when they panned in on Green Hills, Montana, I was really convinced that we were going to get, like, a nice orchestral arrangement of the Green Hills Zone theme. That would have been And we cool. didn't get that, and I wanted it.
1: We got Green Hills a little bit in the end.
0: A little bit. But it
1: was very subtle.
0: Yeah, and I wanted Crush 40. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I I fucking wanted Crush 40 to write music for that movie. It must, it
1: must be a licensing thing. Well, you know what makes me think? It makes me think that this is very much an American movie. Like, yeah. I don't, I have, a, I had a feeling Sega, just watching the whole thing, I had a feeling like Sega of Japan had zero involvement in this. Unlike how Pokemon or uh, creatures had a big part in Detective Pikachu, this very, this very much felt like an American creation only. And, yeah. and, and like, I, I used the comparison Sonic Mania compared to like mainline Sonic for a reason. Cause, um, they, at the beginning, when they show Sonic in his home planet, which looks like Green Hill Zone. They played either Friends or Checkpoint by Hyper Potions, which is the song that was made popular by Sonic Mania. It was the Sonic Mania trailer. Gotcha. Which has like become the de facto like unofficial Sonic theme right now. Um okay. they, they used it in that in that trailer in that in that teaser and in the cartoon. So and, and the fact that like Tyson Hess, who made those cartoons, redesigned Sonic, um, you know, like a lot of the Ameri- like the American um Aaron Weber, the American uh, sort of the social media, cor- the community manager for the, for Sega of America, was also like heavily involved. Like uh, Sega, this was like um, Sega of America's thing versus Sega's thing. I feel like right. so Crush Forty is like Sega of Japan, which so I felt like I, that that would make sense if there was some licensing, some weird things with licensing.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure there could be all sorts of weird things, but I am curious to see how the Sonic movie does overseas and like how it does in Japan. Yeah. Um, I think that those numbers will be really interesting because I think that people will either greatly accept it as more Sonic or will disregard it as American trash. And there's a strong argument for both of those things to be true. It kind of is both like it's absolutely great trash. Yeah. It's really great Sonic trash, which I think is most of my favorite Sonic content. Like I don't like any of the super heady meta Sonic content. I just want great Sonic trash. Yeah.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Couldn't agree more. So, speaking of heady Sonic Trash, do you want to get into some uh, some theories for <laughs> the sequel?
0: Well, let's before we get there, um, let's let's save that for the very end. Okay. I want to talk about video game movies in general. Oh yeah, let's uh, do it. And I want to talk about how we think Sonic the Hedgehog and also Detective Pikachu have boot kicked the door open for video game movies end with an upward inflection and pretend that is a question. Hi, I'm Tom Zalatni. I'm on this show sometimes. You know, like in, in a couple of episodes as a guest and stuff. Anyway, do you like Sonic the Hedgehog, Dungeons and Dragons, and or podcasts? I'm kind of assuming you like all three of those things because right now you're listening to debate this. Either way, I have good news for you. My podcast, Natural Toonie, just released a brand new Sonic the Hedgehog-themed D&D one-shot episode, and you can go download it right now on your podcatcher of choice. Cue it up and listen to it right after you finish listening to this very good and fun episode of Debate This. Do it! Please! I need your clicks. And I love you. Natural Toonie, a Canadian D&D podcast. This week, it's Sonic-themed
1: we talked about this a little bit after we saw the movie. Why why don't you, I mean, I've, I've been leading some of these. Why don't you give me your take?
0: Sure. Um, I think that the Sonic, the hedgehog movie and detective Pikachu have opened up an opportunity for people to make movies about properties with limited storylines and ride the coattails of nostalgia. I don't know that that means that you can make video game movies, I just think that it means you can take the main characters of video games and put them into movies because yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog followed no established plot. Um, Detective Pikachu followed no established plot.
1: I mean, you can if you want to get technical, it does more or less follow the story of the DS game, but that DS game is not widely
0: known. Which DS game? Detective Pikachu didn't the movie come first Mm-mm. like it wasn't in production before the game came out i don't think so okay well um i mean there you go but
1: but i think it's it's loosely based on it like it the, sit, the there was not like a city that characters are different the only real similarity is he's he's trying to find his dad who is the pikachu sure okay
0: uh, that's I mean, that's a pretty big plot point. Also, spoilers for Detective Pikachu. Um, <laughs> yeah. Ryan Reynolds is Pikachu the whole time. I mean, <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's, it's pretty obvious. Like, it's yeah, it's a cool reveal at the end. But you're like, oh, yeah,
0: well, yeah, right. Um, yeah, I guess uh, Detective Pikachu feels like that was a game that was made to come out in tandem with a movie. Totally. That doesn't feel like somebody looked at a yeah. game and said, I can make a movie out of that. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Yeah. And so I think that right now we have we have proven the point that you can take a game that upper millennials loved in their childhoods and take the main character from that game and plop them in some other movie. And that movie can produce money, I think, is what we have proved so far but I really don't know that that means that you can take a video game and make it a movie because look at the mother loving trash pile that Assassin's Creed was when they had maybe one of the coolest video game stories of all yeah. time and and just put up nothing.
1: Um I didn't no I didn't see it. Did it follow the story of the first game?
0: Um admittedly I have not played the first Assassin's Creed. Um Okay. So I don't think so, and everyone that I saw it with, if I'm remembering correctly, said that it didn't really follow anything. Um, Sure. So Assassin's Creed was one of those games that I never owned, but my best friend did, so I spent a lot of time watching my best friend play Assassin's Creed at his house, which is how... I don't know, people in small town experience video games if you're not part of yeah. that culture.
1: Yeah, kids. I mean, you can't afford, you're a kid, you can't afford every game. I get that. Yeah, yeah. right?
0: Like, he was the PlayStation friend. Like, we played PlayStation yeah. at his house. Yeah. I was the Nintendo friend. Yeah, I had a Sega friend, and I had the Nintendo games, yeah. Yeah. Um. So, I don't know Assassin's Creed well enough to be like, it didn't follow anything from the games. But it certainly didn't feel like it. Like, uh, and it had bits and pieces, like... Hey, we're going to link you up with this guy who weirdly looks like you from 300 years ago and stuff. And the Templars are here, I guess. But it was it was a hack job of a movie and it it didn't lean on that plot in any real way. So I think that video games tell their own stories and to retell a video game into a movie is similar to making a book into a movie And everybody always says that the books are better and the books don't come with their own visuals and music and experiences and interactions the way that video games do.
1: Right, right. Well, and and that's a great comparison, too, because you're you're translating a medium that's meant for one thing into something else. And same reason why video games based on movies are are usually pretty shitty, too. Um, And they I think the world is like gotten finally gotten over the fact that like doesn't that every every movie doesn't even need, need a video game tie-in uh because those are experienced different ways like you're experiencing a linear, linear story it's not compelling to just like play through a story you've already, you know, seen and and performed better than a bunch of voice acting and same thing with games like you know Assassin's Creed isn't the story is fine but that story is not going to win any awards like you play it for the immersive
0: experience right And I think that's a really important statement to make is that you play games for the immersive experience and not for the story that they tell. Like games tell a story and people get attached to that story, but that's not the story. Like you can't sell somebody on a PlayStation game and be like, Hey, play this souls game. It has the most compelling story ever.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like, yes, exactly. I mean, and souls, I mean, souls is a great experience. Like, I love the story of the souls games, but it doesn't mean I'm going to watch a movie about it. Like what's, what's interesting about the story is being able to live it, like to, to walk into a a new area, to walk into, into Andor the first time and see all these like giant architect, all this giant architecture. And like this, this world that's like looks forgotten, but it's still pristine and be like, what the fuck is this? You know, but that's, that's for, that's for daddy. That's for me.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, that suspension of disbelief yeah. comes with any form of media, and I think that it's a different kind of suspension of disbelief for games than it is for movies, which is why it's hard to to totally. line up. Um, so I don't know for sure that it does mean that you can make video game movies now, but I think that we are in yeah. the process of building the foundation and we are in the process of building a template. Because right now, they've they've taken characters that I like and put them in stories that I enjoy, and I have paid money to see those things happen.
1: I feel like, if we're going to compare this to comic book movies, and and this is what I said I'm going to stick with last time, which is, this to me, I don't know which one is which, maybe, this feels like the Sam Raimi Spider-Man. Sure, if you know what I mean, where it was like the world was like, oh, comic book movies can be good, okay. But after Sam Raimi's Spider Man, we saw a bunch of comic book movies that were not so good. So I think there is a formula. I don't think that we've perfected it yet, right? I mean, we haven't. Like, it's not like the MCU where they can just they can just you know shit out a a pretty solid movie every single time. Yeah. Like there's, it's still relying on pretty heavy star power. The Ryan Reynolds from the last one, this one being Jim Carrey, you know, yep. it's still heavily reliant on nostalgia. Like I think, you know, where we really will, will we'll see true success is that like you, me and Todd and Kyle all leave the earthworm Jim movie and it grosses a hundred million. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yes, like- exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. So we're getting there, I think. I think you're super right. I think we're getting there. And I think the Sam Raimi Spider-Man is a good, like a good point to latch onto because I yesterday watched Hancock starring Will Smith, which is not the worst. I mean, it's an okay movie, but it was made in that weird time before people knew how to make a superhero movie. And we were getting all of these like off brand generic superhero movies Every six months yep. and they all made the same weird mistakes and no one knew what flying was supposed to look like or how to make super strength <laughs> seem believable and, yeah. and all of these things. So I think that just like we haven't had our or well, just like Iron Man came along and said, this is how you make a superhero movie. We haven't had a video game movie come along and say, this is how you make a video game movie.
1: Right. Yeah, I think I think we've still ha- gotten we've had flukes.
0: Yes, yeah, because Sonic the Hedgehog is not Iron Man. I will not die on that hill. No, no, I, I would say not. No, I will get on my sled and I will sled down that hill and I will wave <laughs> as, it, as it goes away behind me. Um, but let's, let's play in this headspace for a quick second yeah. that Sonic the Hedgehog is Iron Man. Let's say that Sonic <laughs> the Hedgehog is the entry point to talk about the Smash Brothers initiative. <laughs> Hell yeah. What's next? We have Detective Pikachu. Right. We have Sonic the Hedgehog. What is the next property that can become another knockout? Knockout is a really loose term, but can become (laughs) another knockout video game movie? And how is that going to lead us to the Super Smash Brothers extended universe?
1: So I'm I'm running through the Rolodex of my Nintendo properties, right? And I think Mario... I don't think we're gonna see a Mario movie anytime soon because Mario, unlike Sonic, Mario truly does not have a story. Yes, hundred um, like percent. Even even when you look at Mario Super Mario Brothers compared to Sonic One, Sonic the Hedgehog still has Doctor Robotnik has a bunch of animals he's turned them into robots he wants to take over yada yada yada, and and I just I just don't see a Mario like a like an old NES era Mario movie. And Mario is just, like, it's too happy. Go- like, there's no conflict, you know? Yeah. Like, Mario is just, like, let's have a good time. Like, even, like, he and Bowser, like, even in Mario Odyssey, it's just, like, him him and Bowser are like, oh, you old so-and-so, you know? <laughs> yeah. I just, I just don't see that. I think Legend of Zelda, I think a lot of people probably, a lot of studios probably want to make a Legend of Zelda game. I think it would be really hard because, I again... Agree. I don't think the Legend of Zelda I don't think any Legend of Zelda story is that good. Yeah. And that's there's the hot take. Like, I think it's good enough, right? But like the, the the story is just a a a normal boy rescues a princess from a from an evil king, right? Like it's not like the story itself is not compelling. What's compelling, again, is is the narrative around exploring these worlds and all of these new cultures and all of this, like this crazy like the the world of Hyrule, right? And like being being a part of that and fighting monsters and and exploring and going through dungeons and all that. You know that's what's compelling about Zelda and in, in Breath of the Wild. Like Breath of the Wild story is done in five cutscenes. Yeah, you know. Yep. So I I think a lot of I think that's an easy like a lot of people a lot of studios would look to that as a as a cash cow, but I don't think a Legend of Zelda movie would be good.
0: I think that you would have arguably the hardest time selling a yeah. legend of zelda story uh out of all of them you know because yeah. i think that legend of zelda almost each game has too much plot to make any of them into a movie yeah. like you couldn't just take right.
1: you couldn't do an original concept
0: yeah you couldn't take link and plop them into something completely right. new um even though that's what every legend of zelda game does you couldn't Make an experience immersive enough to match the story content of your average Legend of Zelda game. Yeah. And so it would just turn into Link running around for reasons.
1: Right. Um, like Link yeah. doesn't talk. So what's Link going to do?
0: Right. Exactly. <laughs> and I think that as things like The Witcher get really popular and, and Game of Thrones, which obviously ended a little while ago, that door to high fantasy is creaking open again. Um, and I think it kind of shut at the end of Harry Potter. And I think Game of Thrones was like, oh, no, maybe we can do fantasy. And now the Witcher is here. And mm-hmm. so I think that that idea of like we could do a fantasy video game movie is going to be oh, a question sure. that a lot of people are asking. Uh, but I agree with you. I don't think that Legend of Zelda is it.
1: Yeah. My vote is for Metroid. And I think and, and there's a couple of reasons why. One, obviously, like Metroid is just notoriously an underserved franchise but it's it's got the cool factor but the other thing is metroid is based and inspired by aliens so yeah. like it's it's got its roots in cinema which is which is one thing that it has over all the other like major nintendo properties so i could see like an actually like i could actually see like a pretty cool sci fi horror adventure like action movie in space with with samus and again like those stories aren't like no one really there's no story to Metroid other than she, you know, barges on a planet and fights all the Metroids and blows it up. So you could make an original story out of that.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think that Metroid is a great option. And similarly, my pick would be Star Fox. Um, I think yep. that you could make a really cool Star Fox movie. And I think that there are in the Star Fox games, there is enough like plot content to yep. take those building blocks. Building blocks and make a story. Um, yeah, I think it would be an interesting and compelling story. And it's a space show, and space movies are easy to make the believable. Like, I guess let me rephrase that sentence. Space movies are easy to make believable because it's space, and anything can happen. Like, all bets are off when it comes to aliens. Yeah, which totally. you don't have in Green Hills, Montana.
1: No, no, you 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 have definite limitations when you have. You have to like play in real world space. Um, I, I don't know why I don't have we ever talked about a fantastic Mr. Fox-esque Star Fox movie like like that, like stop that stop animation. But <laughs> in Star Fox world, fantastic,
0: Mr. Star Fox. Yeah, uh, we ever I don't talked think about we that have. Much? No, but we uh, are now. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't hate that. <laughs> You're talking about it and I'm thinking about it. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't love Fantastic Mr. Fox. Hot take. Um, so I, I don't know, I guess here's my thought also, because I'm reading these notes that Todd wrote, um, that says, do we never touch Mario again, since a more perfect Mario movie cannot be made. Um, I think that Mario is a character that you could make, like, I think, oh man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give up all my nerd cred on this sentence alone. So I'm sorry in advance, but I think (laughs) if you gave mario brothers to illumination they would make a movie that i would watch is that the 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 minions it is it is the minions
1: yeah i i actually don't disagree with you that's kind of where not not specifically illumination but that's where my head was going like it can't be it can't be live action it can't
0: can't. it's
1: gotta be it's gotta be absolutely off the wall bunkers yeah and i think that
0: illumination or a studio like illumination that does these off the wall animated movies is where the super smash brothers extended universe finds its home in a way, because I think if you try and take, if you try and make a Metroid movie, I think that you have to make it more live action than animated. Correct. Like you get your CGI aliens or whatever, but it's, it's, it's live action. It's a live action movie versus star Fox where you can make it a little bit more animated, uh, and I think that, like, Sonic as an animated character, Pikachu as an animated character, Star Fox as an animated character all have a really hard time fitting in with, like, Mario as a human being. And oh, yeah, Samus as a human being and Link as a human being. Like, it's it's got to be animated all or nothing. Yeah, And I think that that's the world that super, or not superhero movies, excuse me. That's the world that video game movies live in at the current time is that it's animated or nothing. Like, I know that Sonic and Detective Pikachu were live-action movies, but animation, it exists. And Sonic, I think, as the titular animated character, was (laughs) the driving force.
1: Well, um, this is a segue into talking about the future of of this franchise, in air quotes, if it actually is a franchise or not, but leads me to believe the the post-credits tag and all the backstory lead me to believe that this is not destined to become a live action live action thing long term. Um so let's get into let's get into the future of Sonic as well. Yeah, a movie. let's do
0: it. Um yeah. Speculation, Sonic 2 and 3, I guess.
1: Yeah. I mean we, we can we can probably just put a uh, pull the spoiler alert here. I mean post credit scene, we you know Sonic Sonic has an owl Mom, and we know that Sonic goes fights fights drunkards at a bar with with James Marsden. That's fun. They go and fight. They go and punch robots in the top of the Transamerica Pyramid in in uh, San Francisco, and they all get warped magically warped back to Green Hills, where um, James Marsden and uh, his wife decide to one stay in Green Hills instead of moving to the big city. The big city, um, <laughs> and two, uh, they have adopted Sonic as their like de facto son.
0: Yeah, um, heavy or, question mark?
1: Like sure. Um, and they like make him, and it's cute, right? It's played very cutely. Like they make him this little room up in the attic, and he's got all his
0: stuff, and he's like,
1: "Yeah, mom, dad, uh,
0: you know." Even though he's like twenty, <laughs> which I want to, I want to point out that they do refer to Sonic exclusively as an animal. They call him a hedgehog. Yeah, like, he talks to the dog as Donut Lord's other animal best friend or yeah. whatever. So that, this is a movie that acknowledges that Sonic is an animal, but is being treated like a human by people who acknowledge yeah. that he is an animal, and it's weird.
1: They use the term alien and animal, like, interchangeably?
0: Yes, they do. They do do that.
1: Which is fun. Um, and so then, so everyone's happy. Yay, yay. Um, Robotnik, Jim Carrey's Robotnik, gets transported to the mushroom planet that Sonic was uh, told, told to run to. So the big mystery, obviously, is who were these echidnas? Like, they're echidnas. Like, it's pretty clear. They look like um, all the echidnas, like the, ki- the echidna tribe in Sonic Adventure 1.
0: They just look like Knuckles. Like, they look like 3D Knuckles. Yeah. Did
1: you play Sonic Adventure 1?
0: Oh, uh, probably not. I don't think that's,
1: so. Uh, that's almost like on point how there's like this side story with this ancient echidna tribe who owned <laughs> sure. the Chaos Emeralds. Well, this is all in canon. It's this of ancient it e- is the the ancient echidna tribe that like watched over the master emeralds and s- created the chaos emeralds, but like from chaos from the chaos emeralds came chaos the monster from Sonic Adventure One. Eh, it was a it was a whole tribe of <laughs> it was a whole tribe of like fuchsia, peach, and maroon colored echidnas that look. Remotely like Knuckles, but like they were like Knuckles' ancestors. Cool, and that's who all those archers looked exactly like. So I think it's safe to make the comparison. Like, there's more there than what we saw, and I think, um, sorry, I got off track. So, um, post-credit scene, we got we get uh, tails, obviously appearing from we don't know where. We assume. Uh, Sonic's home planet, um, he's, it sounds like he's been tracking Sonic, so he said something like, after so-and-so years, like, I finally found him, um, but, you know, Sonic left his planet a long time ago as a baby, so, like, did he know Tails? Tails is supposed to be younger, so there's, obviously, there's a lot of questions. I think it was, um, I'm going to turn it over to you in just a second, but one other point that I thought of, which is, like, it they didn't give us a lot of backstory, I imagine, because the 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 creators didn't know how this movie would do, so yeah. they like kind of softballed like okay well we'll leave we'll we'll leave the door cracked open for some more exposition, but like this movie if as if it stands in by on its own, it doesn't really
0: need al mom yeah I agree um so you you covered one thing which is tail yeah. shows up in the post credit scene and then the other mid credits mid roll scene. Is Jim Carrey as Doctor Robotnik on the Mushroom Planet with the frayed out mustache, shaving his head, talking to a rock, um, saying, "What was it? Rock exploration is rock (laughs) exploration." Just yelling rock exploration and throwing this thing around because Jim Carrey is a golden god. Um, Yeah, yeah, and uh, so they gave us tales coming to Earth, and they gave us Jim Carrey still alive as Robotnik on the Mushroom Planet who will like clearly find his way back somehow. Oh, obviously. So I think Sonic two, just to jump into my, my guess on the Sonic trilogy, Sonic two is going to be Sonic and tails in earth. But Sonic needs to get back to his home planet somehow because plot and tails Mm -hmm. tells him that there's a MacGuffin they have to go get. My guess is it's the chaos emeralds. Yeah, I absolutely think it's the chaos emeralds. Yep. Um, so they've got to go back to Sonic's world for the chaos emeralds and they're about to go do that thing, but Sonic doesn't want to leave his weird new human family. And then Dr. (laughs) Eggman is going to show back up and they're going to have to battle Dr. Eggman as Sonic and tails in earth with James Marsden plot because reasons. And they're going to, you know, Dr. Robotnik is blasting off again. And Sonic (laughs) and Tails at the end of the movie are like, all right, let's go back home and get these chaos emeralds you keep talking about. And then Knuckles is going to be there. And I don't know, chase them back through the ring to the Sonic world. I don't Knuckles is going to show up at the end of the movie. Knuckles is absolutely going to show up. And then uh, Sonic 3 and Knuckles will be Sonic and Tails searching for the Chaos Emeralds on Sonic's home planet and Knuckles searching for Sonic and Tails who are searching for the Chaos Emerald on Sonic's home planet. And James Marsden will be there reasons. <laughs> and because, it's going to be because a, he signed a deal. It's going to be Paramount. an animated movie with just James Marsden and Jim Carrey as yep. real life human beings in the Sonic world. And then Knuckles is going to bump into Sonic and Tails And it's going to be like, through the power of friendship, they settle their differences to defeat Eggman in Sonic's home planet. And Eggman is blasting off again. And then Sonic sends James Marsden back home to the human world and says... You'll always be my best friend, donut lord, but I've got to stay with my people and do this chaos emerald thing for a little while. Bye. And that'll be the I end be, of the I'm Sonic trilogy. I'm just paraphrasing, trilogy. but you know, plot, 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 <laughs> see ya. Yeah. Something, something, something. Exposition. Something, something. Yeah. Uh, um, And that'll be it. That's, that's the Sonic trilogy. Yeah. Wrap it up. Tie a bow on it. Take my $34. I agree with 85% of that. I think Ooh, tell me about the 15 you disagree with
1: Well, yeah I mean, it's basically following the trajectory of the Genesis games, right like right um and, and man, how much of a flex would it be for them just to call the third movie Sonic the Hedgehog three and Knuckles? I <laughs> hope
0: that they do I need them to I It know. would make me so happy It's very good I mean it
1: feels like it feels like it would have to be no okay, so I think what this movie was setting up is I think the the Chaos Emeralds. Uh, and let me expound on... Let's say, say I disagree with you. I think you're absolutely right in every way. Um, but just to expound on, I think the Chaos Emerald's come into play in two ways. Chaos Emerald is, one, how Robotnik gets back to Earth. Two, I think it's revealed that Sonic either has the power of a Chaos Emerald or is a Chaos Emerald or... <laughs> Sonic you know was, the I mean? or, the was the Fire Emblem the whole time. He uh, was the Fire Emblem the whole time. Because, and I think that's where that ties into that Echidna tribe chasing him. Because again, like it's, it's established canon that the echidnas are like the protectors of the Master Emerald. So it could be some like weird thing where I don't know, Sonic's parents like were in a demon cult and
0: drank the blood of the Master Emerald and then had a baby. <laughs> <laughs> like, like evil dead style. Sonic's mom, the yeah. owl, and Sonic's dad the big the cat drink the blood yeah. of the chaos emerald and give birth <laughs> yeah. to empowered hedgehog they, jesus they
1: they read from the necronomicon and and here comes sonic um mm-hmm. so for some some plot happenstance sonic is either like part of the chaos emerald or like tied to it in some way or maybe the master emerald that which would explain his cuz like they they've they've pointed out so like that's the weird thing about the games right like in the sonic the normal sonic canon it's not weird that sonic has this can run really fast. Yeah. Where, like it's kind of like that's his thing, but also everybody can. You right.
0: Know? Yes. Everybody's like, like Sonic is the fastest, but everyone is yeah. also fast.
1: Right. 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 So like, it's not weird, but here it was like specific, like, Oh no. In his home world, he's like a superhero. Yes. Right. So like, so that, that makes me think, okay, well, there's got to be a reason for that, then, and there's a reason why people want his power, and that's that's the tie that I made. It has to do with the Chaos Emerald because there's no other reason why they would they would make they would make it echidnas, that yeah. are that are chasing him. So that's how the Chaos Emeralds come into play. But same thing, I think we we see Tails and Sonic. Sonic, I don't need a partner. And Tails is like, but I want to be your partner. And, uh, and like, let's see what you can do. And then he does something bad and messes up. And then he's like, see you later. I'm going to hang out with Donut Lord. And then later, Ta- Tails comes back and saves his life. And it's like,
0: you're a-okay, you know? Yeah.
1: And uh, then they go and then they, they partner up and then they go in search of the Chaos Emeralds and, you know, rinse repeat. So.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I need to point out what a great name Donut Lord is when said in Sonic the Hedgehog's voice. Like Donut yeah. Lord is a thing that does not sound good unless Sonic the Hedgehog says it, in which yeah. case it sounds equally as cool, if not cooler than Star-Lord. Like, donut I Lord. Agree. It's I just agree. really good. I like it. I don't know anything else. Like Todd had one other thing in the notes that I would be remiss if I didn't say. Uh, and it is also Imagine Tales with the old bad animation. Like, oh God, what disgusting
1: nightmare fuel that uh, would be. Oh yeah. I think, I feel like that, that hit the internet
0: at some point. It was like a, like, a, like a mangled looking Tails. Can you imagine 25 years from now when like the Sonic the Hedgehog movie comes on to whatever Netflix corporation has infested our eyeballs that we can all <laughs> right. stream the Sonic the Hedgehog it, movie. When you put in your Netflix,
1: yeah, your, your Netflix contacts.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and we're all talking about Sonic the Hedgehog the movie and somebody's like, Do you remember what Sonic used to look like? And the whole world is like, no, there's no memory of Sonic's human teeth in the real world. Yeah, I don't think we're going to remember anything that happened in the 2010s. No, it's all going to be one big blur.
1: Yeah, by that time, the government will will all men in black flash
0: us. So (laughs) we'll all be in the Matrix, which I watched for the very first time today. Convinced it is the year 1999, but it's oh. actually 2199.
1: Oh, then you've been having a weird day,
0: haven't you? Yeah, yeah. I watched The Matrix for the first time today. Um, yeah. Almost better than Sonic the Hedgehog, but yeah, not enough benchwork. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, do you have anything else to add before we end no, this I mean, weird episode of Eight
1: Is? I think I'm good. Go watch the Sonic movie, which is not something I thought I'd be saying it here, but here we are. Yeah. Right. It's so weird. Go watch the Sonic movie. I mean, hopefully you have if you're listening this long, but if you haven't, you
0: you really should see it. It's it's pretty dang good. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't yeah. hate it. Kinda liked yeah. it. Um, yeah, tell me this. One to ten. What do you give the Sonic movie? Seven point five? Yeah, okay. Okay. I was I was gonna go with like, yeah, seven point three. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Sonic movie. Hard seven. It's a good hard seven, but it's a hard seven. Yeah. Much like Sonic Adventure 2 battle. <laughs> Hard seven. Hard seven. Oh, uh, and with that, thanks for listening in to this debate this sidebar. You can follow along with the argument and whatever else we come up with to talk about on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at debate this cast. And check out our website at debatethiscast.com.
1: Ooh, can I pitch one more thing? Oh, yes, please do. Um, I actually just at the time of recording this, we just put up all of the videos from our twenty-four hour live stream, you know, three months in it, three months late.
0: Yeah, which feels like way more than three months ago. That was a lifetime ago. It feels
1: like a, it feels like a million years ago. Um, yeah. So if you're if you're a newer listener, um, back in November we did a 24, 25 hour marathon yeah. uh, charity an stream, idea. and and man oh man was it fun. Uh, we had we had such a great time. Um, I had all the videos just kind of cut from Twitch, and I just had been putting it off um, cutting them up. But uh, yeah, they're on YouTube now, so you can look us just debate this on YouTube. Um, it's the you know spelled the same looks the same logo as you would see on your on your podcast apps. Check it out if you're interested. I mean they're just they're raw uncut vods, but um, there's some good stuff in there. I was able to pull out uh, that five minutes of you dying and by eating that grape must
0: cookie. Oh, I forgot that happened.
1: Yeah wow, that was
0: so bad.
1: It's really good. I, I really enjoyed looking watching some of those clips back and then it just has like me and Matt. Just dying, like our eyes glazed over playing Mario Odyssey,
0: Mario Maker. Well, both. We played Odyssey. I do <laughs> yeah, not mostly. remember playing Odyssey.
1: It was the last thing that we did. Oh man, I have uh, an hour and a half footage per- proving that you inf- you sir in fact played Odyssey on stream. <laughs> what do
0: you know? I really liked yeah. the two hour vod of you beating my Mario Maker level and just losing your goddamn mind.
1: I I I showed it to my wife yesterday because I was like I was trying to be. S- quiet, because it was like 5.30 in the morning, but it was like,
0: we did it! (laughs) it was
1: like, like, who makes that kind of sound? Anyway, yeah, check it out, uh, Debate This on YouTube.
0: Yes, and also, if you like what you hear, please leave us a review so more people can hear our dumb, nerdy show, and make sure you come back next week, when we talk about, god, I just love the name of this Google Doc note, an adaptation, but with sexy teens, Um, (laughs) as we revamp some classic series that deserved better but didn't get them. But the CW is going to give them better because that's what the CW does. Until next time, I'm Matt, my chili dogs. Cole? I'm Andrew Sanic Henderson. (laughs) And we're saying thanks for debating with us. And if you think we're wrong, then you can come fight us behind the swing sets, nerds.